Hey yo! Uh, today we're talking about belonging and community and connection and differences and all the things. It's really a, the start of an important conversation, especially in the work that I'm find myself doing. You know how to create an inclusive community is a really vital component of communities today. And when we lack that, we lack a tie to our community members and we lack a tie to a truthful representation of what our community is. Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real. And this is all real. This is me living my life out loud. So we can all do our dreams. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams every day, all day, every day. That's, that's what we're working towards. That's what we want in this life, right? Our dreams, the things that excite us, that set our literal souls on fire. What are those things? What are they? And how do we take steps to get there? That's what we talk about. So part of that is believing that we are capable of going after those things. And that comes with time and pursuit. And it comes with actual practice 
of changing the narrative, changing the way that you speak about yourself, changing how, how we relate to ourselves, to one another, mostly to ourselves. How do I talk to and about myself? How does that work? How do I do that? And we can practice it every single day because it's going to be called on in this journey. It will be called on. Like, without question. It'll be called on and we need you to be ready to answer when it is. So, uh, my great thing is reading again. I... I love words. I love words. I love psychology. I love the way that the human brain works. I love figuring out what motivates someone and what deters someone. I love the science of that. I absolutely love it. Someday, okay, you've heard it here first, I will get an honorary doctorate in psychology. It was something that I thought probably about two years ago, seriously investigated going back to school and getting my doctorate in psychology because I found it so interesting. And then I had a couple of meetings with professors at schools and talked to them about what I was doing with this podcast work and with my writing work. And, you know, we got into what does that look like? What does that life, that track look like? And does that track end with what I'm looking for. And what we discovered through those discussions is that no, Hannah sitting in doing research as a kind of fellow for years and years and years before getting to venture into my own work makes no sense because we've already taken this journalistic approach. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for those people and professors who who could have been like, yeah, this makes total sense, blah, 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 and kind of lied about what the experience would be. Because it definitely would have got me to the end result, which I was looking for. No doubt. Um, but it would have been a major step in what I would call the wrong direction because of how movement focused I am, because of how real I want to keep my voice. And not that those voices are not real, but they're super smart. And, um, you know, as I read through books upon books upon books in psychology, um, they're not, they're not great reads for someone who is just getting into this self work and maybe isn't extremely interested so much so that they can ignore how boring all of the words and and sayings are. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I didn't, I decided that I wouldn't go back to school. I decided that someday I'd get an honorary doctorate for the work that I'm doing. And that's that. And, you know, today I just opened up my first book in a while. Yeah, which is kind of hard to say because 
this is of utmost importance, right? Reading and continuing education. But I've been in a season of life where I had to get education from other places because we've just been moving and extremely focused on other things that that like self-development education portion for me is not really a thing. It's not a thing right now or hadn't been because yeah, website and, and, and life changes and just a bunch of things completely out of my control happening that have led to sort of the mm, put off to the side self-development piece. And what I love is that it wasn't like I went in this vicious spiral where I wasn't being my full self because I had abandoned this. It was like, I still knew how to tap in quickly to those things when I felt myself kind of getting off balance and I could give myself that reprieve or that quick hit that I needed to just keep going through this season of life. And yeah, that, I mean, being able to do that, I think, speaks to how deep in practice you are. And they say, they, just the group of humans helping other humans say, um, you don't have to try. Like, people are all about, like, you got to do yoga and you have to have this daily practice and you have to, and yes, consistency is king, but you should be, eventually you get to this place, I imagine, um, where you just, you don't have to be or do something to exist in this way. It's just, who you are and you can naturally get into rhythm. And that's where I feel like I've been just sort of naturally going in this rhythm of existence where this daily practice of dot, 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 dot hasn't been something that I've been able to mentally add back um, because there just hasn't been space for it. But I'm extremely grateful to be in this place where there is space for it. And I'm I'm really grateful to have opened a new book. And this is the thing. I haven't had extra time to even imagine going to an independent bookstore. And, And that's where I like to buy my books when I go to like chain stores, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart, Targets, I instantly get overwhelmed. I feel like it's just too um, influencer-based. And usually I'm, I don't feel called to read those books because uh, I'm at this point where it's like deeper psychology discussion. It's not like Hannah needs motivated and pumped up. So like even my book may not speak to me at the place that I'm at now would have when I was early on my journey, no question. Um, 
but I'm just in a different place. So yeah, typically those box, big box stores just don't have what I'm looking for, or I get too easily overwhelmed and I want to buy every single book and just run out of the store. Like, okay, I don't know. I don't even know if I made a good choice. Like too much noise, too much noise. Um, so last weekend, last week, last week we got to go to an independent bookstore in Madison, uh, Wisconsin on their, I don't remember what it is called. It's not their main street, right? But it's like their campus street. Uh, it's like their campus main street and it was super cute and quaint and the bookstore was amazing. And so got to go in there, found a, two books. The first book is belonging and they're discussing the human component and need to belong to a group, to a something. And, you know, this is important in the work that I'm doing right now in the kind of community camaraderie space that I work in on the nonprofit side. And then even on the for-profit side, like entrepreneurs who have strong mentorship opportunities and community, right? An ecosystem do better. And so a majority of the work that I do, yes, sell, sell things. Yes. Help people. Yes. All the things. Um, but the a majority and the most important majority of the work that I do is creating community. Creating community. And, uh, you know, I don't know how to do that. I'm not like, I didn't take classes in any of that. Maybe I did. I have no idea. I have no idea what I did in college. Like I literally have my master's degree and I can tell you all of zero things that I learned from that extra six years of school. Zero. I have no idea. I don't even remember any of my classes. Most of my senior year of college, I was extremely drugged up and in a wheelchair. So I have no idea. I don't know how I passed. I don't know what I learned. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Which is really, really quite alarming <laughs> considering how much money you invest in such a thing. Uh, but I, I didn't learn any of this anywhere. And I still, I don't know. I have ideas of what I think will work. I have ideas of what I find important when I think about community work and camaraderie and the ability for people to come together and sort of organically create the community that they desire. Uh, but I don't actually have any experience in doing any of that. I just have ideas, ideas that I can put into motion quickly and come back to the drawing board to review, reflect, and have an idea and an understanding of what I want that to look like going forward. And so, yeah, my great thing is, is buying a book. 
(laughs) And then actually having mental space to read said book. And mental space and energy to kind of get back to my self-development portion of this work. And not that you're not like, oh, I'm taking self-development off. You're always developing. You're always learning. You're always all the things. Just like there are going to be seasons of life where that isn't something that can happen. And that's okay because we're going to get so well-developed in our practice that we know how to tap into that quickly. And yeah, do we want the life where we're doing that work on the daily? Absolutely. But there are just moments. It's okay. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. <sighs> take a little deep breath here. Breathe it out, hand banana. Breathe it out. Um, so on this topic of belonging... They brought up a word that I really liked. I think it was sh- charrette. Charrette. And a charrette, and I may not be saying that right at all. I'm going to have to look up the word again. But it was basically a group of people that involves like polar opposites on topics to create a more inclusive community. And y'all. If there is anything that I want in this life, it's to create an inclusive community. And doing that means doing different work, right? Like, and I truly believe, I believe in communities without a business district, there really is no open and inclusive place to exist. There just isn't. Right? Because you have the school systems and those are great, but that's leaving out a major part of the community that's no longer involved in that or was never involved in that. Right? That it does not matter to them whatsoever that a school exists there Oh, what? There are people like, yeah, huh? And if you don't have that, and that was one of my main problems with the community that we moved into, is like, we didn't really get to exist here until our kids got into the school system. And then we started to get to know some people. But that's alarming. Because how many people live in a community that have no intention whatsoever of putting kids through the school system? Yeah, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And where do those people go? Where do they exist? How do they community? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, they probably don't. Unless you have structures, businesses, places where they can exist. Mm -hmm. Do you? 
And in the places where they don't, I believe that we tend to lack belonging, a sense of tie to a community in a real way. And even when you take out the school, and if you had a great experience with school, then you may feel more tied to your community than most. But if you take out the school experience, what memories do you have in your community? And I can tell you mine. The pool. I went to the pool all summer long. I ate probably the equivalent of, I don't know, a thousand Mr. Freezies a year. Because we got like a dollar to go to the pool a day. And that dollar had to be split between us four. Which meant you could get two things. A freezy. Or a one of those like chalk pops is what I call them. Because that's what they feel like, seem like. Um, they're like a chalky sucker. And you could get those. Or you could get fruity Tootsie Rolls. And that was about it. You could get like 15 fruity Tootsie Rolls. And so those that was my summer food groups. That was lunch. Every day. All summer. Oh, imagine. Right? So I remember being there. But I don't really remember being anywhere else. At the park. I remember being at the park. But outside of that... Don't remember experiencing my community anywhere else. The library. I kind of remember the library. Right, but our homes, our home communities, places that raised us, are supposed to have this lasting impact. We should have places and spaces that we remember. And when school is the only one, then those memories are really dependent on that experience. And what we know is that sometimes the school experience does not cater openly and accessibly right to everyone. Sometimes you don't feel like you belong if you're this certain type of person in that environment. Sometimes you don't feel like you belong if you're this certain type of person in that environment. I felt like I belong just fine because um, I really got along with a lot of people. I had a lot of different friend groups. I loved just being involved in a lot of different things, which gave me just a whole a beautiful experience through high school. And I would not have had that experience had I just stuck to the the most popular group, right? And I was in that group too. Um, but it, I wouldn't have had as much fun. That group was kind of boring, super safe. Everybody liked them and they made sure of it and, or they didn't, I don't even remember. But I had a great experience. And so I feel tied to my high school experience I 
feel tied to um, my community, but not a lot exists there anymore. And when what I used to experience did exist there, I took my kids back there. Like we went back and we got donuts every birthday. We went there to get donuts. And now we still do because luckily that donut shop got bought out and then it went into a metro area that we're actually not that far from. So we still continue that tradition, but it isn't tied to our community as much as it used to be. And I used to go back and we'd go back. And now those places don't exist and we just don't. And I think that is tragic. And that sense of belonging, as they were talking about in this book, is so important. And that's really why hate groups are on the rise and are extremely capable of taking in people who have felt like an outcast because people are craving that sense of belonging so badly. And hate groups really do a great job of involving people who are feeling that lack of belonging and community. And the reason that they're on the rise is because it's just, it's easier to identify those people now more than ever. And they exist now more than ever. Because we're all kind of living on islands. And before we had these spaces and places to create community, we had those. And when you have community, you have a sense of belonging, you feel tied to something. And when you feel tied to something, right, that's where that experience comes in. That's where that belonging comes in. And we aren't longing for a group to love us because we know this community loves us or this community coffee shop loves us. They find that we are important. They know who we are and how we operate. They know that we are capable. And we know. We know that they are capable. We know that they are important, right? They are important to this business. They are important to this community. They belong here. They have something tying them here. And it's not generally hate-based when you're talking about a community, right? Usually it's, it's finding core commons and then working to continue like refining those things. What are the common things, the common interests, the common aspects of this relationship of, of living and operating in our community that are important to you? What are those things? And I don't know, it's wildly interesting. And just having gotten through the first chapter this morning, I think learning more about the power of belonging, about the, the, and how to structure those things so that people 
do have this sense of belonging. Mm, it's powerful. It's powerful stuff. And, you know, the, the charrette, charrette, the charrette idea of bringing in every voice, giving everyone a voice and an opportunity to belong, to speak their truth, to share their perspective, I think is just wildly gone away. We've gone away from doing that. Why? Why, Hannah? Why have we gone away from that? Uh, pretty much, you know, if I had to break it down, I think the safety of the algorithm in life and in truth, when we live in these worlds where we only have, right, what's right in front of us and we get to choose what's right in front of us. Um, yeah, we lack differences. We lack disagreement. And when we lack disagreement or we lack the ability to hear the other person's side, that's when we end up in the world that we're in where there are extremes and people can't understand other people's opinions whatsoever. Right? And it's just like, what? You disagree with me? I'm not used to that. And why aren't we used to that? Well, because that's kind of the world. That's the scheme that we've been living in. That is what social media does. We have this ability to cater our world to whatever we believe in. And it gets out of hand fast. It really does. We don't even understand how to operate in the world with opposing views, with people who have differences in thoughts and experiences. And that's why, as I continue to do community and belonging work, like understanding how to bring in those varied opinions and making sure that we do. This shouldn't just be a group of people focused on business development. Now, in some of the groups that we're creating, it should be. When we're talking about downtown development, yeah, probably mass majority of the people should be business owners. Um, but creating groups like that is what I'm all about. That's what all this work is about. When we don't have community, we don't feel tied to it. We don't feel invested in it. It just exists. And I grew up, was raised in a community where people got to just exist. And I feel a lack of tie and pride for the community that I came from. And not that there's anything, like it is a great community. And I feel, you know, I would tell everybody that I'm from there. In fact, I do, but I, I didn't really feel an extreme emotional tie 
to that area. I do to some of the people. I do to some of the spaces, but I didn't have any transformative experiences there. You know? And I should. I should have. There should be something that ties me there. There should be people that I remember from there. There should be spaces and and businesses and things. And I know part of it was just my upbringing. You know, my parents, in their words, couldn't afford to shop downtown. Shopping in town was expensive. And so we always had to leave, go out of town. We couldn't get groceries at the grocery store. If we did, it was like, oh, bread's going to cost a dollar more if we go to Terry's, you know? And I know that's a part of it. I know that there were things there, but there weren't very many. And that just distanced me right, from experiencing my community and really kind of laid us as the outcast in that community. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah us and i would love to see you there go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here i would love you to do all of that to like share and and comment on everything that we're doing but bottom line i i just want you to do your dreams and as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire that's all that really matters change the world.